My show's about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today, man, are we going to focus on the education. You know, I have three outcomes for this radio show, inspiration, education, and application. And I pray that you're inspired, and I pray that you apply some of what you learned today. But I'm going to tell you what we need is education. Uh, because with knowledge comes power, but power equals action. And you can have all the dreams in the world, you can have all the desires in the world, you can have all the uh, missions in the world, but if you don't take action, they die. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be joined by an esteemed guest, uh, she, a very impressive guest, uh, Dr. Tara Sander Lee. From what I understand, we'll get her approval, but she goes by Dr. TSL. Uh, she's going to be joining us. Uh, she's going to be joining our world, and she's going to be talk about that heated subject of the day. Yep, shh, abortion. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that realm, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what else is happening. Abortion is the most important thing in the world. Uh, it doesn't matter if people are dying. It doesn't matter if bombs are falling. Uh, a woman needs to have the right to get an abortion. Everything else is secondary to a woman's right in this world, if you listen to the media. That without the right to get an abortion, she has no purpose for living. I mean, this is uh, uh, this is how serious it is. And, oh, my gosh, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then we're right. So we're going to bring some some common sense. We're going to move the emotion side and follow the science. Remember we said follow the science. But more than that, we're going to follow the God. You know, Dr. Sander Lee is a, an impressive, impressive woman. She has her Ph.D. in biochemistry, a senior fellow and director of life sciences at Charlotte Lozer Institute. And think about it. There's much information, much disinformation in the realm of abortion and reproductive sciences today. So what we're going to do today is we're going to bring some truth, some clarity, and what's most important, a godly perspective. Because last time I checked, there's no book in the Bible called Opinion. It really doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter whether I like it or not. The Word of God is the standard of truth. It is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word dwelt among us. The Word of God. So we need to get a godly perspective. Roe v. Wade, think about it. What does that mean? What is it? What does choice mean? Whose choice? Did the baby get a choice? When does life begin? What do scientific advancements tell us about prenatal creation? And so today we're going to cover that and open up a conversation. Uh, and believe it's about choosing life. Because I believe that children always choose life. And Dr. Tara Sanders Lee has a great book out, too, that we're going to talk about in this uh, show as well, called Choose Life. But you know, what what happened in Texas uh, rips all our heart out. 19 children, 
two adults slaughtered. And I want you to think about it. I mean, it's brutal. And I was reading an article. Uh, it says, does Texas school shooting highlight need for faith? Higher purpose in kids' life. And I don't know if the school shooting shows it, but I think it, it, it kind of shines a light in that direction. That all comes from our belief system. And when our belief systems start crumbling, our activity starts crumbling. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And there are six levels of beliefs. They're called the logical levels, Dr. Robert Diltz. At the bottom uh, is environment. Above that's behavior. Above that is capabilities. Above that is beliefs and values. Above Above that is identity. And then above that is spirit. And we have belief systems. We have beliefs on all those levels. And the higher the level, the more power. A couple of things about the logical levels. You cannot change something from the top down. I mean, from the bottom up. It must happen from the top down. And Einstein said that uh, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And so if you're dealing with your identity, you're gonna, uh, if you have an issue with identity, you've got to deal with what's above it, the, uh, the spirit, God. If you're dealing with your capabilities, you've got to deal with the level above it, which is your belief system of values. And so all these people are crying out that these 19 pe- children and two adults lost their life and the rage and the rudeness and people using it for political gain. And we're all supposed to cry, and I am, and I'm also are heartbroken, and I am. But let me ask you, when is it okay to be concerned about our kids? Okay, when do our kids matter? Because last time I checked for last year, Parents who went to school board meetings to object to them being uh, uh, turned into perverts to protect them from being told that it's okay to want to be a girl if you're a boy to be told it's okay if you have feelings towards people of the opposite sex at six years old to tell them it's okay that, that, mo- that Bobby has two mommies or that Bobby has two daddies. And then when we go to school boards and our kids are being raped in the bathrooms and they're being taught to hate other people based on their skin color, we're called enemies of the state. The FBI calls us terrorists. They want to trace us now, track us, spy and lie on us just like they did to Trump. And it's true. It's proven now. It's not a feeling. It's not opinion. It's truth. So we, we're not allowed to care about our kids uh, unless they're shot at school. Is that the standard? And you know what? What about before that? These kids were seven to eight. And the sick, twisted individual, the hurting individual, the young man who killed these kids, you know what he did as he went up to him? He says, it's time to die. And you know what? If he would have given those seven-year-olds, those eight-year-olds, those nine-year-olds, those six-year-olds all the choice, do you want to live or do you want to die? I can promise you by the grace of God that every one of them would say, I choose life. Every one of them would say, I choose life. Every one of them would say, I want to live. And now we're supposed to be bothered by that, and we should be bothered by it. But we're not bothered in the other guards where people, people are taking our kids' life. They're taking their soul. They're changing their beliefs about God. They're confusing their identity. We're not supposed to be concerned about that. Let, let the government take care of that. Or how about now, even worse than that, in the womb. Do children matter in the womb? And today we're going to talk about that. When does life begin? What is going on? What are the issues of the day and get the emotion out of it? Remember, we're supposed to follow the science. 
And what about God? What is God playing all this? You know, Albert Einstein would often remark that he went to his office at Princeton Institute for Advanced Study just to have the privilege of walking home with Kurt Godel. A good friend of Einstein, Godel was the most brilliant, influential, mathma- influential mathematician and logician of the 20th century. A master of proofs who ran non-Euclidean circles around the most brilliant person. Godel also mathematically demonstrated something that may, many thought would be on the purview of proof, namely the existence of God. See, once upon a time, two of the 20th century's most influential masterminds, mathematical minds, Bertrand Russell and Alfred Whitehead, attempted to prove that one plus one equals two. Principia Mathematica, the 20th century's most ambitious work of mathematics, endeavored to describe a set of axioms and inference rules and symbolic logic from which all mathematical truths could, in principle, be proven. After 378 pages, they were able to talk about how one could prove that one plus one equals two. But they couldn't actually do it because they hadn't, imagined, uh, they hadn't managed to actually define addition in a logical way. Around the same time, mathematician David Hilbert wanted to develop a logical system that included all correct mathematical reasoning for any particular mathematical area and to prove that it contained no contradictions. In response, Godel published a series of papers showing why Russell, Whitehead, and Hilbert's quest for mathematical completeness were doomed to fail. Listen, Godel proved definitely that neither the Principi uh, Mathematica or any other attempt could ever prove, listen, could ever prove that one plus one equals two. In an internally consistent logical way, in his incompleteness theorems, Gödel showed that mathematics alone could not establish the logical consistency of mathematics through mathematical proofs, because one always has to make unprovable assumptions about one's fundamental axioms. All mathematical systems are incomplete, and every mathematical system will have some statements that can never be proven. In other words, you have to have faith, people. I'm Black. After the break, we'll have our special guest joining us. Be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Black, and we are back. And at the break, I had a listener uh, reach out to me. What I was reading from, uh, I got printed. It was uh, May 1st, 2022. It was AISH.com. The article is How the Greatest Mathematical Mind of the 20th Century Proved the Existence of God. And the paragraph I didn't get to because I ran out of time, uh, called a hard break, is the last paragraph. Let me give it to you real quick. Godel's incompleteness theorems show that if a formal system is, one, finitely specified, two, large enough to include arithmetic, and three, consistent, then it's incomplete. Do you hear that? His groundbreaking logical demonstration that all mathematical systems have limits. What a lesson in humility to the logical positivists of Godel's day, who asserted that scientific and mathematical investigations of the universe could discover all truths and have no limits. Godel showed that if science is based on mathematics and mathematics cannot discover all truths, then science in principle cannot discover all truths. 
Using mathematics that revolutionized the world of logic and science, Gödel showed that there is more to truth than can be captured by proof. So the reason I bring this up is today we're going to be talking to a very impressive woman. Uh, very impressive. But what's most impressive about her is she knows whose she is. Yeah, she knows who she is. She knows why she's here. But she knows who she is. In a day where science seems to negate faith, I'm not sure how that happens because I have a logical faith. Uh, I have a reason for why I believe, why I have the hope. God tells us to have that reason and share it. And so enough about me. You didn't list, call, dial up into this radio show to listen to me. You uh, called in or are listening to listen to my guest. So let me introduce um, her name is Tara Sander Lee, uh, doctor, I should say, PhD. And she, I supposedly she goes by Dr. TSL. We'll find out if that's okay. She's senior fellow and director of life sciences at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, an organization dedicated to policies and practices that protect the sanctity of human life. She's a scientist with 20 years of experience in academic and clinical medicine with an emphasis on the cause of pediatric disease. She obtained a PhD in biochemistry from the Medical College of Wisconsin and fellowship training in Boston Children's Hospital. Dr. Sander Lee was appointed faculty member at the Medical College of Wisconsin for over 15 years, where she directed a research lab investigating congenital heart disease in children and served as scientific director of molecular diagnostics at Children's Hospital Wisconsin. Uh, Dr. DSL is dedicated to promoting ethical advancement in healthcare and protecting human life, with special emphasis on prenatal and early postnatal periods. She has been invited to speak, give expert testimony, and provide scientific advice for several legislatures, policymakers, and organizations. And she gives a list of everything that she's been interviewed on. But what a waste of uh, her time and your time. Let's hear from the good doctor. So let's welcome Dr. Tara Sander Lee to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, doctor? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. <laughs> uh, oh, you're welcome. So I got to ask, do you wear a white coat? You know, <laughs> always, always wondering if all doctors wear white coats. <laughs> I did for several years, several years, and I loved it very awesome. much. But no, I do awesome. not. I no longer wear a white coat, but I did for a Although long Although you look time. good in white. Yeah, I'm sure you look good in white. But, uh, hey, you know, I always, I, my, my forte, I, my background is in leadership training. And first of all, I'm a pastor. I'm a child of God. But uh, what I've made my name is changing people's lives. I'm a layman psychotherapist. i a master practitioner of NLP. I, I knew those brain sciences. But I always believe that. You know, it's it's family of origin. It's the foundation. Dr. Alfred Adler, famous psychologist, said by the time a, a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place, the structure of their belief. And, and the Bible tells us to raise a child in the, in, in the way of God, and he'll never depart. And I believe that even though he sometimes does walk away, it's like a compass, he's able to come back because it's part of his bones, it's part of his structure. You undoubtedly have a good structure. I'm just kind of curious, your, your childhood, your walk with God, I mean, when did you know you were a child of God? Was it part of your family life? Just a little background of what made Tara Sander Lee uh, who she is. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I definitely did. I grew up in a church loving home, um, very faithful parents that loved the Lord and they taught me very young, um, about the Lord. And so uh, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and I will tell you though, that, you know, as I grew up and went through to college, um, I walked away, I walked away from my faith and it, it absolutely taught me just 
how much your life can fall apart when you walk away from God. Mm-hmm. And so when I, um, but you know, even though I wasn't faithful, God was faithful. And he hung, yep, yep. hung on to me, um, and <laughs> and he and uh, he brought me back. And you know, I really, for myself, had to say, "Do I believe?" And um, it was it was a it was a it was a, it was an amazing moment in my life as an adult to be able to say, "Yes, I was given the foundation, but Jesus saved me, um, and yep. and is my savior because I know it to be true. Um, I know it to be true, not Amen. just because I was being told." So yes, it, it, but it was um, it's been an incredible journey, and um, I'm very uh, very fortunate um, to have yeah. the people around me you. that love me. Yeah. Yeah, you've been a lot of academia. I mean, uh, my my son-in-law, so my 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 oldest. I got four kids. My oldest is Faith. I raised her on my own, single dad, and uh, she's sharp. Never let her date. Never let her do anything like that. And she graduated high school, moved out, moved in the University of North Texas. Met her first boyfriend ever. I didn't let him date, uh, and they got married. Uh, he's in residency right now, so he's becoming a doctor. So they've been in school for years and years. How much how much academia did you in college? I mean, how many years did were you in the college environment uh getting ready for your career oh, um okay i have to do some math here so yeah um, eight ten you know, so and it yeah i mean so i did about four years of undergrad uh six years of phd work and then an additional three years of training so wow but, wow Four, six, wow, longer and than so mo- 13, you know, yeah. 13 of just you know just getting the foundation the science foundation that i needed and then the training Wow, and that's more time than I think the average of first marriages. So I <laughs> think that's how much time you stayed. I, I'm just that's a joke. I'm just joke. I don't know. I'm just making that up. You know what they say, doctor? That seventy five percent of all stats are made up, right? <laughs> you can always yeah. twist them the way that's, you want, right? <laughs> that's what they say. So, so let me. The reason I ask that: those years in academia, did it pull you away from God? Did it get you closer? Where, was that part of what pulled you away from God, or were you already moving away from God? Uh, no, I would say that my science actually moved me closer. So the more I awesome. learned, the more I, I I dove deeper into understanding science, it just it absolutely opened my eyes to realize just what a wonderful creator um, we have and how he's handcrafted each and every single one of us. And so the more I learned about the pediatric disease, the way we were designed inside the womb, the more I just came to love the Lord and respect the amazing, you know, how powerful and how amazing he is and how each of us is so unique and wonderfully made. I mean, just wow. as it says in the Psalms, right? It says yep. we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and it is absolute yep. truth. And the more I kept getting into science, the more I kept seeing that. Oh, that's so cool. See, a lot of people think that there are two diverging paths. They're going separate ways. But the more I study, I'm not I'm not as smart as you are. I don't have all the degrees that you have. I just learn a lot. I have a, I have a hungry mind, and so God's put a lot of knowledge in me. Uh, but the more I learn, the closer it gets me to God. That's what's weird. And I hear some people, oh, science, oh, you, you flat earthers who believe in, I don't believe in the flat earth, uh, and I believe in science. I believe the Bible supports science, and science always supports the Bible. Uh, uh, there's nothing that they've uncovered things in science that's ever went against. Matter of fact, archaeology, they find new things, they, names of people they didn't know were real people. They thought that the Bible made them up because they never, and then they uncover something with their name carved in it. So I, I think that's powerful. And so what, what got you to the point now that you figured your life mission now? 
was to focus in on the life issue, on abortion issue. And because the next break segment, we're going to go through some of the things you do. But what caused you to this to become a major focus? Do you, was there a point in time? Was there some turning moment or some defining thing that happened? Yeah, I mean, I would say that there were several things that were happening all at the same time. Um, and then there was one partic- day in particular that really turned my heart um, to what I knew I was supposed to do. I mean, I, I, what was basically happening is, you know, like you said, I was knee deep into science. You know, I'd spent at that point about 20 years in academic and clinical medicine, try, you know, knee deep into the science and trying to understand how basically we were, we were formed, you know. But I was so focused yeah. on using my gift for my own gain and getting to the next point. Right. Mm, Um, But then I started to just through radio started to have a better understanding. I remember hearing, um, I remember hearing a, a, on Christian radio, them talk about abortion and how many lives have been lost to abortion since Roe. Um, I remember driving by on the way to work a church that had placed crosses for every, you know, thousand babies that had been, you know, aborted. And I've seen crosses all over the church. Um, I remember being at work and hearing people just talk so flippantly about unborn life and, um, and abortion. And, and at the same time, um, I was beginning to understand better pregnancy care centers. I was, I was, I had I was um, I had volunteered as as a board member for a pregnancy care center in Milwaukee, and so I was having a better understanding about what some of these women were facing in unplanned pregnancies. And <laughs> all of this was coming together. And then, in addition, I had just gotten married, and my husband and I were desperately trying to have children of our own, and we were wow. suffering deeply with infertility. And and I had lost um, several children um, oh. through. Um, through different losses. And so all of this kind of was coming together and I was beginning to see around me just kind of, you know, this blatant disregard for life through abortion. And, and then one day I was sitting in my office and an email came across my desk in that the dean and president of our, org- of our academic institution was saying how we all needed we to 20 stand- seconds left. We- yeah, we all needed to basically say that it was okay to use aborted baby body parts in research. And that's when I just said, wait a second, this is not right. And so I stand, started standing up and speaking against some of these horrible harms to the unborn children. And that's well, where I, just, well, yeah. I hate to cut you off, doctor. We're going to be right back. Heartbreak with Dr. Tara Sanders. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're focusing most on the education with a large helping of inspiration, and we're sure praying for some application. And today, we are blessed to have Dr. TSL with us. So I just uh, want to welcome you back, uh, Dr. Tara Sander Lee, and thank you so much for your time. And I felt so bad about cutting you off before the break. You had said, finish up that last paragraph. You had said, all of a sudden, you had to do- to tell people that it was okay to use aborted fetuses. What was that? Again, I apologize. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine. So basically, I don't, you know, this was kind of probably a big conversation for another day. But what I started realizing, too, is that um, people were using aborted baby body parts in research. They were not only, you know, babies were being aborted, but then they were being exploited for research. And so when I started speaking up and standing up against that, when I saw it, you know, I got some pushback from the institution and just the, the Holy Spirit really just laid on my heart that it was time. It was time to just continue to speak up against the harms that were being done to his creation, to these littlest ones yeah. inside the room. And um, so that's really just where I really felt called to start speaking up and, and being an advocate for life. Well, so you called by God, you're called out one. Uh, and when God calls you, you respond. Uh, you're a smart enough right. woman to know that. I know I'm a smart enough man to know that. I don't need a college degree uh, to know that. And so what I want to do, we got two more segments with the great doctor. And so the, this segment, what I'd like to do, uh, 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 Dr. TSL, is, is focus in on some of your specialties. And then the next segment, I want to focus in on your book. And by the way, uh, yeah, she's got a brand new book. She's contributing author to Choose Life, a new book from Moody Publishers. It helps Christians answer key claims of abortion offenders with compassion, uh, and she put together a chapter, and they're called Knit Together in a Mother's Womb, The Biology of Prenatal Development, and uh, her publisher's been kind enough to give us away, uh, give us five copies to give away, uh, and my wife, my boss, has informed me, here's how you get a copy. Go to our Facebook page, a comment, like, and share on the pinned post to be entered to win a book, uh, and we will get those books out this week. Uh, I'm excited to get one. Uh, she she sent me a copy as well. Uh, and we need to know education is absolutely critical. So, uh, uh, doctor, uh, I want to go into your specialty. So I hear the, the, your specialty is science of human prenatal development. And uh, I have in parentheses here or how science confirms what the Holy Spirit revealed to King David 3000 years ago. Can you speak about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, for many years, I, I studied how you know, how we are, how we are basically put together inside our mother's room. And, you know, when I look at Psalm 139, and it says, and what the Spirit revealed to King David, you know, 3,000 years ago when he wrote Psalm 139, in saying how you knit me together in my mother's room, um, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, you saw my unformed body all the days were ordained me before they were written in your book. And when I heard that word, you know, woven, and I, what I knew in science wow. was that, you know, we know that science has revealed actually that we are really like woven together inside the mother's wow. womb. So we know that the, I don't, you know, many people have heard of DNA. That's the blueprint of life yep. that, that yep. we all have. We all have that DNA that makes us unique. And that DNA is just like two ribbons of genetic material woven together that makes each of us unique from the very first moment of fertilization inside the room. And so what I, what I help people to understand is that we are all, God designed us all in part because of this DNA that he designed, that he created to make us all so unique from the very moment of creation. And 
even mm. twins wow. that are identical, we know that there yeah. are some subtle differences. And so I, I, I use what, I, what I've learned in science to really speak the truth in that how we, God has created us to be so unique and how he really has formed mm. us inside the womb from the very moment. And we are precious and we are undeniably human from the moment of fertilization oh. to right up yeah. until birth. Wow. We are his masterpiece. Is that what you're saying, doctor? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that we, we are God's masterpiece. Yeah. We are well, created for Thomas- Yep, I know your frame, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, for you were created uh, for good works, which I have prepared in advance, my masterpiece. I mean, it's right there. All we got to do is press the go button. You know, you talked about uh, how unique we are. You know, I actually do uh, study dermatoglyphics, uh, and I have a scientist in India that I can capture your, your 10 fingerprints and send it to my scientist, uh, and he can give me a 37-page print out of your brain. He can give me all 10 innate intellects. You know, Dr. Howard Gardner talks about multiple intelligences. He can identify all 10 different ways we're smart from that. I can tell you what percentage you're auditory, what percentage you're visual, what percentage you're kinesthetic. I can tell you what percentage to the hundredth percentile, are you right brained or left brain? All from your fingerprints without, without asking a single question. That scientist doesn't know if you're male or female, whether you're two years old or 200 years old. Fascinating how we're made. We're learning more and more and more and more with science. Uh, it's just fascinating, which I got to ask this it question. Wasn't wasn't normal, but I got to ask it. You're, you're, you're a scientist. You're a doctor. This is a simple question that no one is asking or no one wants to talk about. When does life begin, doctor? Life begins at the moment of fertilization, the very first day yep. that you exist. And it's not just, you know, scientists know this to be true. I mean, we absolutely know the dynamics of developing human life in the room is validated objective science. I mean, so we know yep. this to be true, not only because a lot of science textbooks tell us this, but we also know because the Bible tells us so. <laughs> and so yeah, but we, what a concept. <laughs> and, but, it's, um, but we absolutely know that human life begins at the moment of fertilization. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember, re- yeah, I remember reading. Oh, God, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. I was just saying, I remember reading some, I read a lot, uh, about scientists, and they uh, done it uh, 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 with a microscope, it was with a frog. When it was fertilized, he said there was like an explosion, like a fireworks show that went off. It was just this epiphany of energy and uh, emotion, or a contraction of energy. It was fascinating. I remember reading about it a few years back. Uh, and that's the key. So that no one wants to talk about that. And so that's a belief system that's hidden in there that if you believe that, then you're killing. Uh, if you commit abortion, it's murder. If you know that life begins at conception and it does. And God says, I, I know your frame. I know what you're made of. You know, the lie was that we used to say that, you know, the Bible says that God would never give you more than you could handle. I just wish he didn't trust you so much. And I said, no, that's not in the Bible. Uh, that's Mother Teresa's quote. But God will give you more than you can handle. If he loves you enough, he'll break you. He'll bring a house on you. Uh, because, uh, you know, don't fear who can kill the body. He who can kill the body and take the soul. That's who we fear. Right. And so, yeah, life begins at conception. A doctor said that, not Mr. Black. But that's why I love uh, epigenetics. Love the study of epigenetics. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf works. Um, Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, talks about we're a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And think about for a baby. Their environment is that womb. They need all protection. They have no way to defend themselves, no way to protect themselves. And if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Because abortion is permanent. 
It's permanent. Mm-hmm. So uh, very important we cover that. So how, how common, uh, you talked about this, you, you, one of your specialties is talking about how common prenatal screenings for Down syndrome and other disabilities are often wrong, and yet they use it for a reason to abort a child. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with advancements in science, we can now actually, inside the womb, before the baby is born, predict the risk of whether that baby carries some sort of disorder such as Down syndrome, in which they have an extra part of chromosome 21. And so what, unfortunately, though, this with these advancements in science, people are using that as a really a modern day form of eugenics to abort babies that are found very early on to have Down syndrome. I mean, we know that in Sweden, you know, they basically eliminated their whole Down syndrome population because now of this technology. Um, Denmark is on a similar path. Um, Basically, in the United States, if you find out prenatally through one of these tests that you have um, a baby that carries a risk of Down syndrome, that baby has a 50 percent chance of being aborted um, because just because the pressure that is on these parents. And so what's really scary, though, is that there's these tests that are being done, these non what they call non-invasive prenatal tests, they can be wrong. And in fact, when we look at uh, mothers that are at low risk of of even they bury no risk at all or a low risk of having of carrying a baby with Down syndrome, they're the ones that are the are, are really the most vulnerable for having a false positive because the test just doesn't work as well um, when we look at women at low risk and so. Um, those tests can be wrong um, a lot of the time. And so it's, and then as you look at more rare disorders, such as Prater Willie, um, just to name, or Angelman, just to name a couple, it becomes even, the, the likelihood that the test will be wrong becomes even greater. Wow. And so wow. it's really, you know, the New York Times brought this to the attention. It, it, was, a, it was a little surprising that it had to be the New York, New York Times, but um, it, it's definitely a very a concern within the within the community. And mothers need to be aware that if they're offered these tests, that there is a real risk that they could be wrong. And they need wow. to understand that before they make any decision. Yep. Oh, wow. That's so important because, man, you, once you make that decision, you can't go back. It's not an right. oops. Uh, it's a life. Uh, and that's why, you know, we talk about choice, choice, choice. But that child has no choice. Uh, that child's, right. No one's asking that child. Who's representing that child? Uh, and, and that's the sad part. And, uh, Tara, I'm looking forward to at the next break listen, uh, talking about the book. But uh, I want to let my listeners know that Tara is a contributing author to Choose Life, a brand new book from Moody Publishers. It helps Christian answer key claims of of abortion offenders with compassion. Just listen to Tara. You can hear her compassion. You can hear her conviction. She has the science knowledge. She has the gospel knowledge. Uh, she's a child of God. She's a called out one. Uh, man, we need to educate ourselves because the other side is just vitriol. It's evil. The devil's the father of lies. He's always been a liar. He's about destruction and death and strife. And where strife is present, All other evil work is present. And so we got five copies of this book. You can get a free copy. Go to our Facebook page. Comment, like, and share on the pinned post to be entered to win a book. It's a great book called Choose Life. You will be blessed by getting it. After the break, we'll talk about the book in a little bit more detail. I'm Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. 
Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am back, and I am black. And today, I think a listener reached out to me, how do I get one of those books? Well, here's how you get one of those books. You go to our Facebook page, comment, like, and share on the pin post to be entered to win a book. And it's a great book called Choose Life. And we're going to get to the book in a moment. But first, got to ask you a question, um, doctor, because... I remember when they do the Roe v. Wade thing, you know, they're using the Roe v. Wade thing to scare thing. And I don't really want you to go into Roe v. Wade because we all know that it's not going to ban abortion. It's going to turn it back to the states where it should have been. But that's all it does. But when they were doing that, they actually had on the news four girls. They were young ladies, I should say. Uh, and they popped their pill. They said, we're doing it, get an abortion right now. And they all popped a pill right there in the news camera. And they were all gleeful and happy. So you talk something about, you've studied the abortion pill. And you, you have a thing that you talk about, about the dangers of the abortion pill that the, the mainstream media is not talking about. They compare it to like a Tylenol. Can you speak a little bit on the abortion pill and the real danger of it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, chemical abortion or the abortion pill is incredibly dangerous, Um, you know, regardless of what they say. When they say it's actually safer than Tylenol, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Just really quick, just for your audience, it basically more often than not involves taking two pills. The first pill that you're going to take is going to kill the baby um, because it's going to shut off all important nutrients that that baby needs to survive. And then the second pill is going to cause uterine contractions. So these women um, are basically going to be delivering a dead baby inside their home all alone. And these Chemical abortion is so dangerous that the FDA has actually put in place safeguards so that uh, these abortion pills can only, you know, they they have to meet certain rules and regulations because they know that there's a serious risk. Unfortunately, the FDA has been chipping away at these regulations. And what's unfortunate is that these pills now can be received through the mail. Women are being encouraged to stockpile. They're being encouraged to actually lie that if they start experiencing complications to go into um, the ER and, and lie and say that you're just having a miscarriage. And we know from studies that that's like the worst possible thing that they can do. We know from our own studies at our institution that that causes a greater risk of harm to these women. And we know that these women that have to undergo chemical abortion, there's actually four times the risk of a complication compared to surgical abortion. They can hemorrhage. 
they can um, they can get an infection. Um, the abortion may not be successful, leading to further complications, and then they have to go in and have a surgery to remove the baby. And so, and and unfortunately, in the United States. Um, there, it's not mandated that, that states report abortions, and and the FDA has also, because of one of the, you know, one of the changes that they made when it comes to chemical abortion, they no longer require states to report whether these women are having any complications, like going to the emergency room. They only have to report death. And we know that there is wow. complications with death. And so there's just there's there's so much risk and, and it's becoming the the new mechanism that the abortion industry is using to allow it, you know, have abortion be easy access. And um, and it couldn't be more dangerous for the woman. It's just it's and it's just when they tout these lies that it's safer than abortion it's just, or it's safer than Tylenol. It's just absolutely not true. It's stunning. It's just the, the narrative. It's Joseph Goebbels. It's a mass formation. I, I, I study the mind, and I teach people how to manipulate themselves to create outcomes, to get goals. Uh, NLP is my background, and we're being mass manipulated, but you say that, it's like you're some freak. It's like ivermectin and, you know, uh, the, uh, the other drug that was out there, right? hydroxychloroquine. As soon as they were attached to Trump, they're evil, and yet they've been around for decades when awards and millions of people take them, but because Trump said it, so we become that way. We attach something to somebody else or something we don't like, and it makes it all bad or all good. Uh, and that's all wrong. Uh, so simply. Um, real quick, I want to talk about the book, but I want to give my listeners a great resource. I, I didn't get a chance to get to it yet. But there's something that you created called voyageoflife.com. Uh, and it's a resource Tara developed to make the science of human prenatal development accessible and understandable. Uh, it says here, I'm just reading what was written. Her team took a multi-level approach and Middle school student could use the base information for a science report, while postgraduate researchers can dig way deeper in the website. So, real quick, I think this is important enough. Just can you address this for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, this website was basically we spent two years researching and compiling the very latest science, um, conducting peer reviews to to make fetal development and understanding the humanity, the undeniable humanity of the unborn child, really accessible and easy, because we know it's not always easy to get access to all this science. Um, so we really made it easily accessible. Basically, you can walk through week by week, month by month, through what's happening at pregnancy from the very moment oh. of conception all the way until natural birth. You're going to see beautiful videos of, of babies. Oh. You're going to actually see videos of the heart beating at six weeks. You're going to find the science about fetal pain and how a baby can feel pain potentially as early as 12 weeks. Um, and and we're gonna you're going to find out really exciting information, too, maybe that you never thought of. You know, like earlier you mentioned fingerprints. Yeah. Well, did you know that fingerprints, yeah start forming at week 10 and are firmly established at 17 weeks. So even before the baby's yep. born, he or she has to. I knew that. And, st- and by the way, <laughs> doctor, at, same t- at the same time, this is where the science comes. At the same time, the lobes of the brain are forming. Are forming. The prefrontal, frontal, temporal, occipital, and, right? I mean, they're all forming yep. at that time. So yep. that's where the science connects the two, whether it's true or not. But I've done like 300 of them. It's pretty impressive. I have to ask this question. I'll have to have you back on to focus on the book. But you said it. The heartbeat law. How has technology and the the ultrasound ability to see inside, how has that affected the abortion debate? It's an effect it's huge because before Roe, back in 1973, ultrasound technology 
you could barely, it was new, you could barely see the baby inside the womb. It used grainy black and white dots, couldn't barely even see the head of an unborn child. Now, with advancements in ultrasound over the last 50 years, we can now not only identify all the major body parts and see the face with absolute clarity inside the womb, but we can see people's behaviors. I mean, do you know that that the baby actually, you can see, because of ultrasound, we now know that a baby for whether they're left-handed or right-handed already 15 wow. weeks and because we know that they have a preference for whether they suck their left or right thumb and that carries into after birth um and so it's just it's incredible what ultrasound has it has really provided a window into the womb to see the the humanity of the unborn child with absolute clarity i mean and the other thing with pain you can there are videos that you can see where because you can actually go in now because of ultrasound, you can perform fetal surgery on these babies very early on in pregnancy to repair their defects. And we can actually oh, wow. see that when they receive an injection um, of anesthesia oh. to help, you know, to help their suffering oh. and pain during the surgery, we can see wow. them actually cry inside the womb. Oh, it's, my it's gosh. Incredible. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Oh. I know. Oh, so my gosh. It's, 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 tears in my eyes. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, ultrasound. And so that same technology that we're using to save these littlest ones and use uh. anesthesia to prevent their pain, you know, that's why it's just so hard when you hear that people are just okay with then the, the senseless killing of these same unborn babies. So. Yeah, and these late-term abortions where I've heard, I don't want to go into detail, it breaks my heart, where they rip this child apart, where they pull yeah. off its limbs. And I, 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 I mean, I want, I just saying it makes my heart ache, and God forgive us what we've done. Uh, and look at the black community. Talk about genocide. I mean, how many, 40 million black babies aborted or something like that? Stunning. Stunning. So we're, we're wrapping up. I'm going to have to have you back, but I want to talk about your book. Uh, what is your outcome? Uh, we got two minutes left, so about, about th- 45 seconds. What do you want people to take away from reading the book? Um, what I want you to take away from reading the book is that if you have a neighbor, a coworker, friend, family, anybody that are pro-choice, and you just don't know how to address some of these topics that we discussed, not only just the science, but just some of the other, like when people main claim, well, my body, my choice. But anyway, there's seven main claims that abortion defenders use. Get this book. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you to walk through and start the conversation in a compassionate, kind, and Christian way to really keep the conversation going and provide them with the facts that they so desperately need at this time to protect these littlest ones. Oh, amen, amen. And so it's a new book called Choose Life. It's from Moody Publishers. And as she said, it helps Christians answer key claims of abortion defenders with compassion. So the way you can get a book for us, we got five copies to give away. Go to our Facebook page, comment, like, share on the pin post to enter to win the book. And uh, I'll make sure you get your book. You have my word. How can they get a hold of you, doctor? If they want you to speak or be interviewed, how can they get a hold of you? Um, if you want to want to talk to me or you want to get a hold of me, I would encourage you to go to www.mosierinstitute.org. That's L-O-Z-I-E-R institute.org. And there's a um, there is a site there's on their site. You can post any questions. And believe me, I promise you that if you have any questions, they will get directly to me. Awesome. Awesome. It's been an honor and a blessing. God bless you, doctor. God bless you, sister. We'll talk soon. OK, thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. 
You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.